Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Two Rowdy Vegans. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Ryuji, sitting out here in uh, the airport in San Francisco. That's why you hear some background noise if you hear some. And uh, this week, you already know the deal. This is the continuation of the conversation that's been happening over the past two weeks. And this week is where things get real. Things get personal and uh, things get really authentic. You're going to see Renee and Tommy and Richard and Cindy, the cattle rancher and his wife, talking about hunting, talking about what it's like sending their animals to the sale barn, and talking about perhaps there is a better future for this cattle rancher. There is a future, perhaps, where they could live without sending their animals to the sale barn. In any case, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Two Rowdy Vegans. Uh, it means the world to us that you're listening to this. See you inside. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. Two, two. Two rowdy vegans, two, two, two rowdy vegans, two, two rowdy vegans, one plus one equals two rowdy vegans. I haven't hunted in two years. I used to be, my whole life was centered around deer hunting, deer leases, planting, yeah, too. <laughs> corn. I got my limit for about uh, four oh, years. We still got sausage. You know, I got a smoker right there. I got the whole everything, and it just didn't appeal to me anymore. It's just what got happened to, to him? Much, Same too much thing. like work. Well, the deal is, I, I saw it with my father and my grandfather. My, my dad was in World War II, he was in Vietnam, and uh, and then we hunted together for a while, and he just, uh, he quit, and I'd, I'd get a new lease or something, I'd go, you wanna go hunting? Nah. And uh, he just, and what I've noticed is, uh, generationally, the older guys quit hunting and start cooking and uh, camping and uh, let the kids go hunting and, uh, you know, it just carries on like that. And, you know, before she went vegan, I had quit hunting about five, six years, uh, maybe seven years before that. And I still had my, my guns and my deer stands. And, and the uh, horns all over the house. I had I'd, a horny hall. Call I'd, it uh, horny hall. I'd, I'd go out and I'd just watch them just like, a, I remember my grandfather in 1969, I saw a new set of horns in the barn. I said, wow, that's a big buck. And, uh, Every year after that, I'd see him and say, have you got anything? No. Have you been hunting? Yeah. And, and this went on for like 15 years. Uh, 15 years, he went out and paid for a lease and sat in the stand and didn't bring anything home. When I first met Cindy, I was asking her about hunting and fishing and everything. She said she went fishing with, when she was a little girl with her girlfriend and her girlfriend's father. And they caught this fish and they were so excited until the guy said, well, we're going to take him home and skin him. Her and her girlfriend started crying and made the father throw it back in the water. <laughs> yeah! Cindy's always had a soft, soft side for critters. And, uh, Sounds like you do, too. Uh, yeah. You just know, a lot to admit it, like I thought we did. Yeah, yes, well, you, know, you kind of get we past that. We were born that. to survive. <laughs> yes, thank you. I know, exactly, but you don't have to today. Well, I, I realize that. Yeah, we're yeah hopefully, hopefully we don't get in a situation where... Yeah. We have well, to you know, if you want to, if you take the, the, her calf with her, it'd be a lot easier on her, you know, taking both of them. Really? <laughs> sure. You're... <laughs> the other one? The calf. Her calf. I know, not the one in her. The one, no, the one right. with the sun. Yeah, oh. because it'll, it, you know, they'll be... <laughs> You'll be so lonely if you don't. 
Yeah. No, and she'll and, cry. Uh, for how old is that calf? About four, about four maybe five, or five months. months. Yeah. And oh. the thing is, too, is she's going to a new place. She's not going to know anybody, so she needs the calf. <laughs> That's true. To be your friend. Yeah, I believe she's a female. I got it on paper. Well, you yeah, you told me it was a female. Yeah, okay. You told me Have the little one. Her? I haven't named the little one because I was afraid to. Okay, don't name them cows. Yeah, you might end up slaughtered. You won't name anything you're eating. Oh, they're all names. So when, uh, on paper, so I know which one. Instead of cow number one, cow number two. tell Renee when I was selling them. You know, I'd call them like white spot, red crown, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. But she'd come up with Billy Bob Thornton or something. <laughs> and I'd go, you know, don't name the cows because they're going to get sold. Well, I started watching, you know, the mamas with the babies, and I saw a babysitter. But when, when I saw this, it really blew my mind. I was feeding a little rowdy girl, and I remember, this was before I was vegan, and I remember seeing this one particular bull. It was a bull calf, and he was the babysitter. The mamas would go over. Yeah, I have enough cup. The mamas would go over mm-hmm. to Tippy mm-hmm. and nudge him and kind of look over, you know, and I was watching this, and, and Tippy would go over to where the baby was in the in the shrubs or by a tree, mm-hmm. and then the mama would go off and graze, eat, or do Curly whatever. does that. He yeah. gets mom's afternoon off. So you know, it's yeah, like the that. Yeah, all lay around him, and then the moms go somewhere else. It, and it was the same, it was the same cow every time. It was like this Tippy every single time. I was like, this is not happening by mistake. This is this is for real. This is who the babysitter is. This is the chosen one. And Honey is too. She's the babysitter for, for everybody. Oh my gosh. So well, we're going to follow this story all the way to Honey's baby being born. And, you know, because these kind of stories need to be told. The world needs to hear this. Her mom was just like her. Her mom was Snowball. And she's one of the first cows that we got. The man that, that left me. He was my dad's, he was like my godfather. He was my dad's best friend. He passed away in 99 and he left me the cows out here. But before, when we moved out here in 97, he gave us the two that were, the two. He gave me Coco. Coco and, and then. took Earl. And then Snowball after that was born here. Forgiven. She was going to die out here. I took her to the market because she was no. old. Coco? Yeah. No. Yeah, I did. She was mine and he took her when I wasn't home. Oh. She wasn't reproducing anymore. You know the way you... It's what you she was mine the, and you took her. This is the fights we had. Listen, she would have... Just because... So what? Just because you take them... So she would have died. It would have been... It would have been... The buzzards would have gotten... They would have gotten food and other critters. The buzzards have diseases. Oh, give me a break. And they spread buzzards diseases. Buzzards do out not here. have diseases. They don't even have feathers on their heads, so they don't pass on. Uh, the problem with that is, you know, we're still dealing with that. Uh, you got to know, like, we've got some really old cows that are in, you know, pain. We give them uh, anti-inflammatories. They get viewed every day. And, uh, but, you know, there's a certain point when you got to, you know, it's more humane to put them down mm-hmm. than... Uh, you know, keep them going. But we haven't had to do that. No, yet. we haven't done that yet. And we, we well, after okay. getting Coco to the market, she, Snowball, Honey's mother, she was doing this, so she wouldn't get up. She couldn't get up. I had to shoot her in the head with thirty out six and drag her off. So, you shot her in the head. Yep. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. She, she couldn't, couldn't stand. She couldn't yeah. stand. She couldn't get up. No. I tried. I tried everything. All the tricks in the world, and they, she, I couldn't get her up. Oh man. So what so do you do? She didn't go. You're gonna to let the, you're gonna let the coyotes eat her alive. You know what I mean? And that was one of the hardest things you had to do was kill her. Th thanks. Because of you. Because you wouldn't let me take her to the market. Oh, dear, John. No, it's Richard. That was uh, a winner for me. Well, <laughs> like, I'm so, like yesterday, we were going to come yesterday, and because of all this rain, we had a chicken pass away yesterday morning, Lulu. And you've been following Lulu's story. See, Lulu's been with us um, for three years. Lulu and Little Chick came yeah. together, and yeah. Lulu and Little Chick were hatched in an elementary school where these elementary kids learn and watch, you know, these eggs hatch and all this, right? Well, once they hatched and did their thing, well, they didn't, they didn't want the chickens anymore. And they're not cute anymore. Yeah, that's, let's, let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of them. That's the, that's the word. Let's get rid of them, not find a home. Let's get rid of them. And that's the, that's the one phrase when I hear that over and over and over. Look, I, I got to get rid of them. I'm like, yeah, well. Okay, so... Anyway, those two little chicks ended up in a vegan's hands. Oh. Okay, and that vegan then needed to move to another state because of his job. And so he, he got a hold of us because he didn't want these two chickens to end up in slaughter. So anyway, Lulu and Little Chick came to the house. And Lulu, Little Chick passed away last year. and I mean, last month. Month. Oh, thank you. Last month or two months ago, and Lulu... Um, yeah, you know, well, their chickens are bred to have eggs every day. Mm -hmm. You know, their their reproductive systems right. are all screwed up because of what man has done to chickens. In the in the wild, chickens would have an egg every month. No, they'd have a clutch every year. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. So three or four. Or whatever. Yeah, but it's yeah. not nothing like what we do. We would they would not be laying an egg every day. You know, chickens would not lay an egg every day. And what we and so they, as a result, these chickens get a real problem with the reproductive cycle. And so, here I was thinking we were going to have it easy getting chickens. I thought cows were going to be the hard ones. Chickens are the worst. They're always in the vet. They're always having these reproductive problems because they're not bred to live long. They're bred to die fast. Just use their eggs, use them up, and then kill them. And so. You know, what we do is we prolong their life as much as possible if they're, and keep them comfortable. Uh, Lulu has had two implants put in her, stopped her from uh, laying it, you know, so she wouldn't reproduce eggs anymore because they get this water in them and they blow it up and you have to drain them and, you know, they have to be on these meds and stuff. Well, you know, we took care of Lulu for a while like that and the second implant just didn't work. And so rather than put her down when we were at the vet a couple of weeks ago, because she still wanted to live. She still had that will to live. You know, they got some, we got some medication. We brought her home. And she died peacefully in her sleep, not before last. And, you know, we did a service for her. And her life mattered. Mm -hmm. And see what people... And see, I know that today. I know today that the people that eat animal products, their lives don't matter to them because I was one of those people. Yeah. It didn't matter to me. I ate Chick-fil-A. I ate T-bones, medium rare. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it didn't matter to me then. But now that I'm vegan, everything's out here. Their lives matter to them. And I see that now. I see that Lulu's life mattered to her. I, I, I actually am there when I watch them. I watch them. I watch their eyes. I observe everything about these animals now. And I know they want to live. I see it in those cows out there, you know, when that one cow that I had to shoot and put down, I mean, I didn't want to do that. It broke my heart. Yeah. But 
that bull right there, you know, there's one spot where, where I drug her off from, and he would, like, three weeks after that, he would walk past that thing, and he'd do his foot on it. And he'd yeah. look at me and start stomping. And just, he's mad at me, you know. But you're right. They, they're not, they're not um, just... They have emotion. Yeah, they have feelings. Yeah, you know, and it, 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 it is a downer for me to have to load them and take them to Navasota. But that's... That's the. That's so what, what if you didn't have great. to do that anymore? I mean, what if, what if, what if, what if, in in a in a world and a different reality that you had, have never even constructed in your mind, you never had to do that anymore? Well, that's eight or nine hundred dollars a cow, a calf. I know. You know. But it's also a lot of money to do a lot of things around there because of the cows. But you, if you're going to leave them here, you still got to do that. You still got to feed them. You still got to plant a winter crop. You still got to haul hay. Yeah, you still have to do those things. But, you know, like, what if there's a way to pay for all of it? Because we figured it out. And that's yeah. what they help with. I mean, what if, see, I ask these questions because these are the questions that I know how to ask today. Because, well, you what know. What am I going to do with the bull? I don't want to say what you just said. Get rid of the bull. No, you fix the them. You get him castrated. Yeah, you get them castrated. So mm-hmm. he's a steer. Yeah. And he just That's hangs out with the rest of you. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. We got two. Friendly. We got oh, two. Yeah. Well, he, they'll, get even, they'll start getting more friendly. Uh, we got two bulls right now in a different pasture that we haven't uh, fixed yet, that, but they're in a different pasture. Yeah. And they are huge. They're, what, five years old or something? Four or five? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in their prime. Yeah. He's huge. They're, yeah. And so we're fixed. We're going to have to get them fixed. And so as Amen. long as... Or there's a guy in Alvin that does As long as you do it right, you know, with the right, with a good vet... Um, we have a great vet. I mean, they came out for honey. Yeah, they, but... You could take them to them and they do... Vets aren't used to castrating cows because there's no need for yeah, them. Yeah, every time we do this, they're they, like, they, you want to do they're what? Only, they're we only have castrating when they're, they're young. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's a very... Young we were on vet life... Uh, I bet you he knows. When the, the, so they get their, get their mind off of ass and get it on grass. Yeah, That's we were that, actually yeah. on Animal yeah. Planet. Yeah. And this is really? yeah. This is what this is what the reason Animal Planet wanted our story on this is because we had these bulls that still needed to be fixed on our property, and we and were, they thought it was going to be really. We good. were having trouble uh, getting stopping the pregnancies because we did a. You ever heard of Berdizo? The Berdizo method where you go you in what? It instead of cut. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, called yeah, Berdizo. Sure. So we went in and took how many of ours? About four, five, I six. I think it was five that time. We took five of our bull calves in to get fixed with Berdizo. He wanted to cut them. And I told Renee, you need to cut them. And I didn't want to. I wanted to do it the most, you know, humane right, way right. possible. And right. I thought, and, but basic. the vet had never done it before on, on bull calves like this. He didn't understand yeah. why we were doing it. And he didn't tell me that, you know, we shouldn't have put them back in the pastures, that they were still strong and virile and they could get the cows pregnant. You know, we just put them right back out there. You know, and the cows four, were getting pregnant. Four of them regenerated blood supply and became uh, active. And during, uh, and we, we started noticing that, you know, about the time we had a flood and we so had upset. no choice but to put them in the same pasture. Uh, to I was so lives. upset because we kept having babies and we didn't know why. And so we had, uh, and then Frosty was the last one and uh, we had four from him. Wow. Frosty was a man, let me tell you. He was prolific. <laughs> oh my God. You can tell by looking at the babies, the, all the, because Frosty's solid white. He's long He's a longhorn, a full blood Texas longhorn. Wow. And yeah, so we got these beautiful half longhorn, the other half bringus, you know. <laughs> so they're beautiful. But the only calf we've had in two years, uh, 
came from she uh, her mom fell off the truck in Paola, Kansas. Oh no! And uh, her and her partner got chased around for three hours by the cops, and the news media were flying helicopters filming. They were on the highway. And so they became famous up there. And oh, uh, no. anyway, we acquired them. They could too. find no place for those. The, the Kansas City Animal Save got a hold of the, this story. And they called me up because they could find no sanctuary that would take those animals. And so they were transported. We know a, a rancher, his name is Larry, and he lives in Missouri, right? Yep. And he transported the Betty and Veronica is their names. <laughs> he transported Betty and Veronica to Rowdy Girl, and Veronica was pregnant, just like honey. Oh, wow. That's why my heart just died, wow. because she was going to go to slaughter with Samson in her. And right now we have Samson, you know? Oh, cool. And so, you know, it, you know, you want happy endings here. These animals deserve happy endings. And there is a way to, to, uh, to make money. You know, there is a way. But how? Well, 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 hang on. You don't know how. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in an operation like this, you, you, he's doing it for the, you know, to keep it. For the right land more than anything. Agriculture. Yeah, I mean, you could you become a nonprofit, number one. Keep you could. Them. Yeah, they don't know what I'm taking the marketer back. I don't guess, but aren't you the flag though? I think if you no, uh, uh-uh. uh, and if, no. if they all pass away, we will uh, send some more. You have some. <laughs> you have as an long, endless supply. What are you talking as, about? We're talking if any of our cows, because you have to have five females to do oh, the agriculture. Well, I didn't, Per acre, oh, per it, it, it breaks. Per, this is twenty acres. Size. This is twenty acres. So. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah. you can also have a few fallow years and everything. Yes, like yes, that. sure. Yeah, they're in. They, especially well, since all that drought, they were saying a lot of people were taking and getting rid of all their cattle, and they said we were going to honor it for several years after. Yeah. So there's new ways all over. Well, that's why. I want to answer this question because it's important. The money question is very important. Sure. Yeah. You know, the money, the money question. You know, because you have to, we have to know. You have to know how much, much money, right? To the, yeah. You have to know how much money you need to make. And so we, we ask, we have an assessment kit and we ask all these questions in the kit, you know, so that we know how much money you absolutely need to make. How many? How much assets you have? You know, uh, we we find out what's the best thing for you to do out here. If you've already got ideas, we incorporate that. If you like, if you wanted to do birdseed or mm-hmm. or whatever you wanted to do, the only thing we would want to do and make sure of is that it was a veganic model. Mm-hmm. And so we would educate on the veganic model, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of people don't even know what veganic is. But the the truth of the matter is, organic isn't even vegan. See, organic produce isn't vegan because they use the outputs of cows they, you know, or, or other animal agriculture products. They use blood, they use bone, they use feathers, they use dead carcasses, rotten cork, you know, in the compost. Gotcha. So we're trying to get away from, from doing that and using more organic soil, which is all plant-based compost. Mushroom, like Monterey mushroom. Yeah. That was pure... <laughs> Being. Yeah, and, and and so that's the only that's the only thing. That's what we would do if we helped y'all. We would t- we would educate you on the veganic model, and we have an expert uh, on veganic gardening that's been doing this thirty something years. That's wow. what she does, and uh, that's what we would we would do. So we would like help you, consultant. and we would we we help you all the way through to the very end. We would consult with you. I mean, that's it's all on our it's all on our website, mm-hmm. and so. 
You know, yeah, it's something you think about. And if you want to, the first step is we have an intake form. That's the first step. And just giving the general information. Just general information. To together. Just on the intake. Itself. So this yeah. is this is assuming that um, you don't you keep cows here, but you just have them cut, have them cut, yeah, or whatever, neutered, and. Um, and you make some kind of product where you'll make enough to take care of any needs. I don't see how you can make a product if you got cows out here going to eat anything. Well, there's different there's just yeah, different ways of doing it. There is ways, just like these people out there in Oklahoma or Arkansas are doing mushroom farming, and they're they're going to keep some cows out there. They're not going to keep all two hundred. To tell you the truth, it's getting you know it's getting hard. Yeah, it's getting to where at sixty three years old, I can see in the future where I don't. You know, even though, like I said, it keeps me out of bars and stuff like that, it's 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 not near as easy to do as it was five or ten years ago when it was when you're young and dumb and you know you can go and go and you can't even foresee aches and pains that you have now that you think, well, this is what I have now. Just what another five or ten years, I'm not going to be able to do this stuff. You know, with a shovel and a, um, get, just climbing up and down off a tractor. How old are you, Tommy? 61, almost 62. Yeah, see, I just turned 63. And stuff that I used to hear my dad and his friends gripe and complain about, and I thought, well, you know, kook. Now I get it. Yeah. You can oh, relate, yeah. can't you? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's not just, you know, like, you. it's like therapy to you. That's what I'm here. I'm yeah. taking care of this place. It's yeah. like therapy. And so it was to him, too. And so, and I've heard Tommy say, you know, I'm, I'm so glad now that Renee actually did this. Because now I don't have to take them to the, cell, to barn. the cell barn, so it can still be therapeutic. They get, they get it like this, and they're looking at you because you're the only one that they know there, yeah. and uh, and you're leaving them there. And and see these cows, they know, and they also know when they're not being slaughtered anymore. They know these cows on our property know. I had one blondie. Long, look, she looked almost like longhorns. They didn't go out like a long, but beautiful horns. She was real docile. And just the oldest cow, I think she was almost like 18 years old and still reproducing. It, a record. And uh, she would not get in that trailer. She knew it was a one-way trip. She had watched that thing happen for 18 years. Would not. And, and I got tired of hitting on her. I felt so bad because she was almost bloody on the back end just from trying. And it was Sunday, and I said, Tommy, is tractor supply open? He goes, yep. I went and bought one of those electric products, best 75 bucks. I, I hit her one time. She went straight in the back of that trailer. And I, it, it was surreal. It was one of those things you never get past, and I haven't. Because, like you said, she looks at me like, you know, what's I up? You. You're my, you know, you kept me alive for this long, and you just, you know, it's, you're, you're right, man. You take them to the market, and you feel like, a murderer you know yeah, and this is supposed to be an industry and it's supposed to be you know what rugged individuals all about men and oh, 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 all that you know but it, it's something in the back of your mind seems wrong about it what's an ending what a cliffhanger if i say so myself um thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the two rowdy vegans we really really appreciate it if you enjoyed this this is going to continue next week right here we're so excited to bring you this conversation this authentic real raw conversation between renee and tommy and richard and cindy two cattle ranchers who who knows we might see them change very very soon in any case thank you again for listening it means the world to us we'll talk to you 
to you next week. Have an incredible rest of your day. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. 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 Two, two rowdy vegans. One plus one equals two rowdy vegans. Two, two,